Welcome to a mad edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our NFL pod or our campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And down goes Kentucky. Peacocks. St. Peter's Peacocks. We are recording Mm -hmm. this at 943. Kentucky just lost. You watch much Mark Madness today, Austin? All day, every day. Really? I didn't so I didn't get the channel that had prices right on before it though. Oh really? I had to watch some some cheap knockoff of um um uh what's that what's the 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 prank uh the prankster show um impractical jokers? Yes. I had to watch some knockoff version of impractical jokers except for it was with mm. a magician. Oh, Carbonaro effect? Yeah, it was stupid. Ah, okay. I know what it is. I don't like it, but I know what it is. Yeah. Gotcha. Not no, I, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch any of the pre game, like anything before the game. I missed the first couple minutes of tip off. Um, cause I went out to, took a half day today, went out to lunch with a coworker. Did you go to, to a sports bar? No, there's a huh. place that's closer to where I live called Miller's ale house. It's, Kind of along the lines of like an Applebee's type of a thing, but they had sport, they had TVs everywhere. It's like next person to say shenanigans is getting pistol whipped. Um, yeah, I, I watched it today. Um, nice, yeah, nice. Um, I took a half day tomorrow as well. Uh, not planning on going anywhere, so I'm just gonna be on the couch all day. Looking forward to it. Lazy piece of crap. Um, but all right, well, we got to get into this here. Uh, we got a lot of news to get to here with free agency with some trades uh some unretirements but you guys have to see the list of stuff that he gave me here it's ridiculous <laughs> i like i'm going to refuse to talk about two-thirds of these things because i just don't care so just um, just to preemptively get that out there thank you everybody. thank you everybody knows you don't really care that much about canton bound it's it's a pretty well it's a documented fact uh, but something you do care about is our new website guys You heard us teasing it, and I don't know if you checked out the feed on Monday, but we did not have a campus life for you. Uh, All we did was we we talked about all of the awesome new features that we have at the new website. We talked about the different guides that we have that we're coming out with this year. We talked a lot about all that kind of stuff. So if you haven't done it already, go check out campustocanton.com. We have the new website up and running. We are running a special promotion right now as well. Uh, If you sign up for a walk-on yearly membership from now until April 1st, you get grandfathered into the second tier access for just $29.99. That's a $49.99 value for $29.99. For forever. It's not a joke. You even have a clause in there, so if you die, you can pass that along to your children. It's okay. Just one time, though. They'll still get that $29.99. You can pass it on one time. Just one time? Okay. Yeah. Your kids your kids can't pass it to their kids. Sorry. This isn't the that's Green Bay bummer. Packers. That's a bummer. <laughs> um, in addition to that, we also released the freshman and supplemental C2C draft guide that we've been talking about. Uh, that is on sale now. Uh, if you were a yearly membership, if you had a yearly membership, you will get that. It should already be in your inbox. If it's not... 
uh, reach out to me at C2C Decker on Twitter, reach out to the campus to Canton handle at campus to Canton uh, on Twitter, or reach out to our email at campus to Canton uh, at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, we can look into that for you. Make sure you get the copy. If you didn't get that, we have been having a couple issues with some emails with the new server, working on getting those kinks worked out. Uh, but if you sign up for the tier two membership or higher, which until April 1st includes the walk on tier, uh, you will get a copy of the guide for free as well. Uh, or you can purchase it separately for $20 directly on the site. Before we get into the episode here, this podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods, including the True North Fantasy Podcast, the Play to Win Podcast, the Dynasty Happy Hour, the Injury Prone Podcast with Dr. Edwin Porras, Dynasty Vipers, the Smoke Show, Triple Play Fantasy Podcast, the Preferred Lines Podcast, the FFB Familia Podcast, and the Fantasy Points Podcast. You can follow them all on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out the Friday drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. Uh, Austin, I think we got to start with the news that broke about an hour ago. Devontae Adams traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for a first and second round pick. Devontae Adams uh, got franchise tagged earlier in the offseason informed Green Bay that he is not playing on the tag. Uh, and apparently immediately after that, they started working on a trade. That gets finalized today. What impact do you see this having on Adams from a fantasy perspective? Stock up, stock down, neutral? It's really hard to say. Uh, obviously, a large part of his production over the past few years has been his rapport with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they, they have, you know, kind of that that sixth sense type connection where he just always know where he is. And to be honest, they had the rest of the receiving group was so poor there that it's not like Rogers necessarily really wanted to throw anywhere else. Anyway, I don't know that that necessarily changes so much in, in Vegas. Now, I guess there is a rumor as well that they're also trying to get Juju to come there. And then all of a sudden a, a receiving group of Juju, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro and, and, and him, I think that probably does cap his, his ceiling, but I still think this is, a thousand yard receiver, a guy who's probably gonna have a hundred catches. The Raiders run the or pass the ball a pretty darn high amount. Uh, I would think that this the the person that comes out of this worse for the wear is probably Hunter Renfro. Um, who no offense to Hunter Renfro, but he's just not a guy you build around. Like this is always a risk with him. Um and, and the other thing is a like, car went to school with with Devontae Adams, like they're like BFFs. They, they had a really good connection in college. So I don't think we have to worry too much about, about a, a drop-off. It's really going to depend on how prolific that offense is as a whole. If that offense is a top-10 offense next year, he probably still is a top-10 fantasy wide receiver. If it's not, maybe we see it slip a little bit just due to volume. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the biggest concern there is the efficiency or pass volume of that Raiders passing attack, um, brand new coaching staff. So we're not exactly sure how that offense is going to look like now. I mean, you know, Josh McDaniels has a, a history uh, in the league, so you can kind of point to some of his, his previous teams, you know, previous times in the Patriots there. I do think Belichick had a bit of an influence in McDaniels. I don't think it was a lot. I think McDaniels largely ran the offense, but um, 
you know, when he was when he was in New England there, that offense was a little bit more run heavy. Uh, I think part of that was necessitated by the fact that they just didn't have great receiving options. And now that's going to be the best option that they have is the Derek Carr Devontae Adams connection. You know, Josh Jacobs is fine. I like Josh Jacobs, but Adams is the type of guy that you can build an offense around, like we've seen. Now, uh, I think it, it is a bit of a stock down, um, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's much. Um, no, if there's one place that you wanted him to go, it probably was there. Yeah. Even if they signed Juju, let's assume for the minute that they do. I mean, it's it's going to play with his bestie. I, I don't think mm-hmm. it's that much of a drop off from a fantasy perspective for him with Derek Carr. I just yeah. Obviously, Derek Carr is like half the quarterback Aaron Rodgers is, but that's we don't care about that. I think that what that does, what that says to me, what this move is does to me is it. I don't think he has the wide receiver one ceiling anymore. I think he's more top five wide receiver. Um, is 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 his ceiling, which it's not a thing, huge drop off. The thing is, the thing is though, Colin. Let, let's talk about this for a second. Is there a wide receiver out there now that is that has you know has the combination of being on a roster forever with the same quarterback for forever with a depth chart that is so thin that they're going to just get an absurd volume? One, one, okay, Who? one guy, Tyreek Hill. He has Kelsey to contend with. Yeah, he does. But I think we've seen that they both can eat in that offense. They can, but it's not a real answer to the question. I mean, okay, so what are you what are you saying by thin? I mean, you said if they, let's assume they bring Juju in. I mean, Juju's not Kelsey, but Juju's not nothing either. I meant when he was with Green Bay. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to think about that for a second. I was like, wow, why did I say that? And I was like, no, no, no. I wasn't <laughs> talking about I was talking about okay. him with Green Bay. Like okay. that that situation was very unique to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess, and that's, but like, if you think of, you know, maybe he drops a little bit, but who is there anyone else in that situation that would surpass him and could step up? The only guy I can think of, depending on what would happen with Adam Thielen over the next season or so, because he's really aging out, would be Justin Jefferson. That's really the only guy that I can think of that fits that. And again, we there might not be uh, Kirk Cousins there next year, so he might not fit that either. You know, like so, it's it's a pretty rare situation he was in in the first place. So yeah, I guess it does. Uh, hurt him a little bit, but not. I, I mean, I, I it, it maybe knocks him down a peg, but I just don't know if anybody gets knocked up to kind of that's counterbalance fair. that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, if if somebody drops, somebody else has to rise up. And who would you put above him at this point? That's a good point. Um, well, we'll flip on the other side of the coin there with Adams leaving, and you just talked about how thin that wide receiver room was at Green Bay. What kind of impact do you see this having on Rodgers? Well, you got to figure they're probably drafting a kid in the first round now. Like I know they've kicked this can down the road for so long, but you you have to think that with two first round picks now, one of them is going to be a wide receiver. And honestly, would it be like the worst thing in the world if both of them, like say they're picking at what? They're picking at 23 and another one in the mid and 26 or whatever. I don't know what their picks are. Do not tweet at me. Telling me what these picks actually are. I don't care. Please tweet it, Austin. Tell them the picks. <laughs> I will block you. <laughs> so, a, a thousand percent. Don't try me. Um, 
<laughs> if they went like London Wilson, assuming both are there, or you know, like two two totally different types of players, that would not be the worst decision in the world. Or Burks and and Wilson, or Burke, you know, whoever, some combination of these guys, Pickens and somebody. Um, like I feel like that almost makes a lot of sense for them because who? I mean, there's there's rumors that MVS is leaving as well. You have Randall Cobb. You have Alan Lazard. You have your tight ends that aren't very good. Maybe Aaron Jones trans- transitions to wide receiver. I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> there's not a lot there, and there's nothing really left in free agency except for Julio, who we're going to talk about here in a minute. So, I mean, I, I don't think this is necessarily a, a downgrade for, for Rodgers because I have to think at this point they're going to do something. Event, like finally their hand is, has to be forced to the point where they're going to have to do something about this. Yeah, I would think so. Um, so I, I don't think it's a huge stock down for him either, but it is a mild concern of mine because we've been saying, okay, they have to take a wide receiver this year. This is the year where, okay, they have to take a wide receiver, but at the same time, you know, we'll believe it when we see it. Well, the no, best part is now everybody knows that they had to take a wide receiver. And in fairness, then they also picked up an extra second apparently in this deal. So maybe mm-hmm. they go, you know, offensive line, wide receiver in round one, and then wide receiver. I don't know what the other needs are in round two. Um, but maybe they do that instead. But you have to figure they have that's a five day, five day, one day, two picks now. You'd have to assume at least two of them have to be wide receiver. Yeah, you would think. Um, but last bit of, you know, on this topic before we move on here, uh, Derek Carr, he was kind of always the quintessential cheap QB two that you could go get and he would be fine for your roster. He put up solid points. You were fairly happy with him. Has he finally transcended that to where he's now like a top tier QB two for you? Maybe even a back in QB one with this addition or has his stock not changed much for you? Well, the calculus, I mean, what they added to, to that situation this offseason is apparently a lot of receiving help and Josh McDaniels. And I think in that calculus, I'm wondering if McDaniels isn't more important than Adams or supposedly Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, just based on what he's been able to do in New England over the past decade, um, uh, it, it would be int- I, like I, I think that's almost the more important thing over Devonte or everybody else, or even Waller coming back healthy because he really was banged up last year. So, is he like a top tier QB two for you now? Um, it's a good question, Colin. Let's filibuster here for a second Car- while I pull up my old. <laughs> NFL rankings. I don't think I rank That's on fair. the site anymore for NFL, do I? You do not. No. Um, car uh, or cousins? What? Car or cousins in a dynasty league? Cousins. Still cousins. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Because he's. I mean, they've both been in the league a long time, and somebody took my tab away from me. I did. You're not ranking on the site anymore. There's an old copy. I don't know what my ranking was, guys. Oh, actually, <laughs> okay, I can find it here. <laughs> I had Carr as my QB 24, and I had Cousins at 18. 
Okay. Is that probably gap bumps closed? Him, I probably bumps him up closer to Cousins, but still, okay. I don't know if that would jump him or not. Okay. Fair enough. Um, you took this from me. Sorry. You said you didn't I didn't want it anymore. I just didn't want you to take it from me either. Oh, Is that okay. fair? Uh, I, don't I don't think that's unfair. Um, moving on. Deshaun Watson news. Um, he is not facing any criminal charges. They are not um, proceeding with the case. Uh, now, we're not making any comments on presumption of innocence or guilty here. We're just talking about fantasy perspective here. He is likely still facing some civil suits as well. It's suspension expected at this point in time. But Deshaun Watson, uh, today it came out that... He is his trade market is seemingly down to New Orleans and Atlanta. Carolina was in the mix until about like an hour ago, uh, but it's looking like it's going to be New Orleans or Atlanta. Uh, which landing spot here do we like best? Do we like either of them? I don't like either of them. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, the The hilarious thing that's going to happen, and like I'm not even going to be mad, is everyone's really hyped for Kyle Pitts. To be paired with him if he goes to Atlanta. And my thought process would be like if I'm the Falcons and the other and they want a tight end from me, I'm like, yeah, take them. Like, whatever, take the tight end. Um, like if I if you're really focused on getting that franchise quarterback, like fuck it, Kyle Pitts is like nothing in that scheme. Um, so it's like it's gonna be so funny if they trade for him and it's like two firsts, a second, and Kyle Pitts or something, and everyone's gonna be like. The monkey paw curls. The monkey paw curls. See that that would destroy all of the weapons around Atlanta. Atlanta's offense is in shambles right now. What else are they going to give them though? Not to I be a no dick, idea. but it's not like you're, you're a Falcons fan. It's not like their roster has a bunch of other pieces other I than like AJ Terrell that like somebody would want. And you can't give away all your picks because the rest of the roster sucks so bad that you can't rebuild that roster like that. Yeah, it's really that's like a total catch. Like I can't even believe they're in the discussion for this beyond the fact that he's from near there. Like that's the I only honestly, way this makes sense. The Saints doesn't make sense either, but at least it makes more sense because the roster is a lot better right now than. As like, a Falcons fan, I don't disagree with a word you just said there. Um, I also don't really want to see him go there more for personal reasons, but I mean i I don't understand what Atlanta could offer here now. Houston does not have a lot of leverage because Deshaun Watson does have a no trade clause. And it sounds like he is only going to waive it for new Orleans or Atlanta. It's a two horse race at this point. So they're not competing against the whole rest of the league. You're not getting these Godfather offers that, you know, people could have been offering for Russ. So I do think that limits the return that he, that the Houston's going to see for them. Now, Still, though, I still don't understand necessarily what Atlanta is going to be able to offer. If I had to put money on it right now today, my guess would be New Orleans. Because I don't know if Atlanta can just come up with the package. Like if he says. Well, apparently, apparently though, they were saying that he wasn't even allowed to meet with teams until they they gave them like an offer that was deemed worthy of him. Supposedly. Uh, that's what I read. Which I don't know. That sounds kind of fishy to me because. Cleveland was magically in it, and then Cleveland was magically not in it. And I can't believe that they were like, nah, we're good. I mean, yeah. maybe they are. It's a poverty franchise. But so, but that that supposedly was 
something they had to have up front. Okay, so either landing spot here. Does Deshaun Watson's value take a hit for you at all, or is he still a top, you know, 10, 5-ish, somewhere in that 5 to 10 range dynasty QB for you? So here's the thing, Colin. If he goes to Atlanta and they give up three firsts, two seconds, and A.J. Terrell, or whatever, you know, because it apparently is like got to be a godfather offer. Is that offensive weaponry there any worse than what he has at Houston? <laughs> the line mm, might actually true. even be a little bit better. I mean, your guy's line isn't great, but it's not like atrocious, it's, is it? No, it's not bad. We have a lot of young guys on the line. Um, we double dipped with Blindstrom and McGeary. I think it was two years ago, two or three years ago. Um, took a center who stepped in for Alex Mack fairly decently last year. Hennessy um, just re-signed Jake Matthews, restructured his deal. So he's there for a while. Left guard's the biggest hole. None of those guys are really studs, but they're all solid. So, I mean, it's it's not worse than what Houston has right now, which no. is Nico Collins, who's never going to be a thing despite how much people want him to be a thing. Brevin Jordan, who's never going to be a thing despite how much people want him to ever be a thing. It's Brandon Cooks, and it's a bunch of dudes. that like, so. I mean, it's Atlanta's Kyle Pitts and a bunch of dudes. Yeah. I mean, they just lost Russell Gage in free agency. Calvin Ridley, gone. <laughs> the Russell Gage thing is hilarious because now Tam, Tom Brady is trying to get Julio Jones to come there. And what a fucking slap to the face that would be to Russell Gage. Not that, I, like, they presumably brought him in to be their wide receiver three, and then he's just done. Like, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, speaking of Tampa, uh, Tom Brady is back. Unretiring. That lasted what, like 40, 40 days, something like that. Last about the the length of Lent. Um, he's back. he gave up football for Lent. <laughs> um, does this obviously this improves the Bucks Super Bowl odds? You think in there the <laughs> little bit not the favorites, but in contention there. Who is more favored than them? Would you say Probably the Rams? Who signed Allen Robinson today? Mm-hmm. They did lose Vaughn Miller, but and Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, um, Whitworth retiring. I think they're the favorite. They were really banged up last year, and that mm-hmm. division is just so bad. Yeah, like, like it's, we that division is such and... a walk in the park. Like the Rams are going to have it much more difficult, and I think you know the the other teams are in the AFC. It's you know, the Chiefs, the Bills. Mm. whoever makes it out of the mess that is the AFC West now. Um, I think it does make them a favorite. Yeah, it's really hard to bet against Tom Brady for a bunch of years in a row. Yeah. And I think there's a statistic like every other year he like won the Super Bowl. Like since pretty much. Yeah. And he didn't win it last year. So I think he's due. Um, I hate that dude so much. (laughs) On to his weapons, though. Obviously, what stock up here for Godwin's and Evans, right? Are they? Are you putting them right back where you had them? Right back, and Godwin locked in a three-year deal today, so Mm -hmm. um, got him locked in there with Tom for probably another year or two. Yep, take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. I love it. Quick, easy. Um, Moving on, Baker Mayfield requests a trade today as well. We got a lot, a lot of news coming that, that, that came today. But uh, Baker Mayfield requests a trade. The Browns reportedly have no plans to trade Baker. Uh, much to Matt's uh, delight, I'm sure. But who would want Baker? I mean, there's 
some franchises out there that need quarterbacks, but what team do you think is going to make the push for, for Baker here? A lot of these kind of have started to settle. It sounds like Seattle might try. Hmm. So contrary to the dumb, dumb Cleveland fan on, on the internet's belief, Cleveland totally botched this whole thing. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between shopping for another quarterback. I mean, the Falcons just did it to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's obviously older. I think he, you know, he's at the part of his career where he kind of expects that. And yes, he's probably more mature than Baker Mayfield. The minute that ownership or the front office or whoever went behind Baker's back and dropped that quote about they wanted an adult at quarterback. <laughs> was the moment when their handling of the situation just like they went from they were just doing their due diligence as a franchise to they just completely botched this entire situation so horribly because this dude's never going to want to play for them anymore. They're not going to get the other guy. Like this is the most Browns thing ever. I tweeted like I'm just so happy the Browns are in the Steelers division um, <laughs> because they're just such a poverty franchise. That's an embarrassment. Yeah, they, you're in. Whoever owns them, should, like Jimmy Haslam, should be forced to sell that team. Like, good lord. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you there. Um, is there anywhere that you would want to see him go for fantasy purposes? As I don't necessarily know that Cleveland was the best situation for a fantasy quarterback to be in. The thing is, he was still fine there. He. He, you know, no matter what happens, maybe he last year there's a there's a potential for last season to have broken him. But he played last year for a large part of the year with a broken shoulder. Non-throwing. I don't care. Like if you broke your shoulder, you would not see me doing any physical activity for a very long time, let alone like there are clips of them in that steel. He has a broken shoulder. They have two rookie tackles and TJ Watt is just screaming off the edge to sack him like five times in one game, like just destroying him. And I almost actually felt bad for Baker in that moment, but mostly I hate the city of Cleveland. So I really didn't, (laughs) but like they, they put him in the worst situation possible last year and are now want to blame it on him when he was really good the year before that. Like there's the short term memory there. Like you would think they would remember the 40 years wandering in the desert before that. And not the six months that weren't very good because your star quarterback was hurt and you did nothing to help him at all. (laughs) They brought in, uh, they they brought in Austin Hooper tight end, gave him some weapons and re-signed in joke. Like it's like every move they make is just like the stupidest thing you could possibly think of. They're the Bo Nicks. (laughs) <laughs> of NFL franchises. They're like creatively stupid. Like Bo Nix is. And sometimes it works. Like very, very rarely it works out. But most of the time you're just like, well, we knew that was going to happen as soon as it started happening because this is Bo Nix slash this is the Cleveland Browns. And that's just what we expect. Um, Speaking of the Browns, the Browns trade for Amari Cooper. So they do get him a weapon. Uh, well, assuming Baker stays there, but they get their quarterback a weapon. They only gave up a fifth uh, round pick and they swapped sixth rounders. Now they do have to pay his salary. Um, impact for Amari Cooper this year. 
is obviously a stock down. And pretty much we, we talked about it last week. Um, pretty much everywhere, or maybe two weeks ago, pretty much everywhere is a stock down from from a fantasy perspective from Dallas, just because that offense was just kind of humming when he was there. Um, but how far does this drop him down for you? So did you see the picture of Amari Cooper in Cleveland? I did not. They have him sitting in front of like a locker with his jersey and stuff behind him, and he looks really not happy to be there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Cooper goes from being the guy like once you adjust for, you know, passing volume might be a little lower, but he hasn't fewer people to contend with. Do do you feel like this kind of a push? Like it's basically just going to be another good, but not amazing season from Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, probably in that like mid to high end wide receiver two range. That's probably about where he's hanging out for me. Um, and that's long-term for as well too. Um, now we'll see if they end up extending him because I believe his contract's up after this year and then he can kind of go wherever he wants. So we'll see how that ends up after that. But for this year, yeah, that's kind of where I put him right in that mid to upper wide receiver two. What would you pay to acquire him right now? Um, I would probably give up a late first. Remember, this is the campus to Canton podcast. Okay. Well, in terms of rookie value, um, rookie pick value, I'd probably give up like a late first for him. Um, in terms of college prospects, I would probably want, I would probably be willing to give up somebody right in that second tier of wide receivers. Well, I guess third tier because JSN and Boutte are in their tier of their own. Um, So those two in tier one, tier two, you have your Jermaine Burton, Quentin Johnston, Xavier Worthy. So probably that next tier down, maybe like a, like a Josh Downs, um, Jordan Addison, right in that range. Probably one of those guys. Okay. Interesting. That's that's fair. Um, I didn't have an answer in mind. I just like tossing that to you, and then yeah, you do that. And then saying that line, you do that all the time. It's the campus to Canton podcast column. Yeah, so I always got to bring it full circle, even though this is the NFL half. Well, Um, you botched the intro with that, so I I just had to make sure that you remembered what show you were on. Yeah, I botched the intro all the time. I botched it last week. (laughs) No good. It would be a more of a surprise if Colin did not watch the intro. Yeah, at this point. Um, other Browns news, they released Jarvis Landry and are expected to release Austin Hooper. So, you know, obviously we just talked about with Amari Cooper target competition is very minimal there. Uh, but the Browns did tag David and Joku. We talked about last week here. Is this finally when David and Joku is going to break out here? Or is this more of a stock up here for Donovan Peoples Jones? Uh, it's definitely not a stock up for Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, who is the faster version of Nico Collins, um, who is never going to be a thing. Um, no, I don't think it's in Joku's job, though. Like I think they have to go, like Green Bay, they have to go get somebody. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think they have to go get somebody. The question is... You know, the the free agency pool is kind of thinning out. It's really juju 
And then if Will Fuller can somehow stay healthy or and stay on the field, then maybe that's a potential option. But I don't even really feel that great about a Will Fuller. Um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the other names are off the board. So you know, Odell's out there, but there's no way he goes back to Cleveland. Um, so it's it's pretty much draft for for Cleveland. What do you think is a real realistic expectation for David and Joku this year? Um, well, given the fact that like tight end five and tight end forty five are always separated by like three fantasy points, obviously I'm embellishing there. But the back half of the t- tight end ones are separated by very minimal fantasy points. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he was a back end tight end one. You know, like a, if he ended up the year at tight end ten. He had 36 for 475 and four last year. Do you think he touches 50 catches? Um, I think he I think he threatens that for sure. If you put the over under at 50, I would probably take the under, but I would not feel super confident about it. Okay. And then, you know, 475 yards, five. So you like 45, 550, and five. Does that feel like a fair? Yeah, that feels like a good. That feels like a very fair line. I don't know what that equates to in tight end fantasy numbers, but you know, like I said, I think back end tight end one is is probably where I think he's going to end up. Um, But impact on Jarvis Landry here for this year. Now, obviously, he is out there on the market. You don't know where he's going to end up. There are some teams that are still in need of a tight of a wide receiver. Uh, When we talked about Green Bay, I don't think Green Bay is a realistic option for him because they kind of, they have like Randall Cobb there. I think they would fill similar roles and that's like the one guy on the offense that you kind of feel good about. Um, but impact on, on Landry or is, is Landry a guy that you are looking to buy up on the cheap now, or are you just kind of out on Landry? Um, I want to see landing spot first. I also like I, he went super late in the startup I'm doing right now. I don't know exactly how late, but um, I'd probably buy him at the right price. Yeah, yeah, I would be I would be interested in him because I mean I think in the right situation, you know he's still good, but I think his his name has been you know tarnished a little bit there. Um, you know he's kind of underperformed the past couple years, so I would acquire him for cheap if you can, but I'm not rushing out to go acquire him last new bit of news here. We got Julio Jones released from the Titans. Uh, Julio I always, he'll have a soft spot in my heart, but is Julio washed at this point? Is he, is, is he about done from a fantasy perspective here and potentially even an NFL perspective? No, he's not washed. He's going to have one more nice season. Oh, just you wait one more. He's, yeah, he's going to play at least 14 games next year, and he's going to finish as a wide receiver too. And that's going to be his swan song. Oh, okay. Interesting. Do you have any inkling of a landing spot? I know you'd mentioned Tampa Bay earlier. I figure Green Bay is probably an option now. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, that would be interesting. Would he ever go back to Atlanta? I think he wants a ring. So I think he would go back <laughs> so to Atlanta, Atlanta if they were maybe in contention. But I do think 
He wants a ring. That's kind of how he wants to go out. I see Green Bay as a realistic option. If he I wants a also, ring, then I think Kansas City would be an option was, too. But Yep, that's exactly the next place I was going to mention. Thank you for interrupting me and stealing my thunder. No problem. Um, all right. That's that's going to do it for the news here. But this is this next segment here. Basically pseudo news. It's anyway. also news. We're just calling it something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. A lot of news here this week. Uh, free agency kicking off. People signing deals. We've got a flurry of deals going this week. Um, first one. I had to start out with this one. Mitch Trubisky signs with the Steelers at two years, 14 mil uh, with up to $27 million in incentives. Obviously, we feel like this is a pretty big stock up for a pretty big upgrade over the current options that were on that roster, right? Yeah, I think he's significantly better than Mason Rudolph. Um, And obviously, I don't even really count um, Haskins as like a guy on the roster because there's no hope for him at all. Um, Yeah, like I think this is a great signing for Pittsburgh. And I don't even need to spend that much time talking. It's either he is really good and then it's a great signing <laughs> and you keep him on for beyond that two years or he's bad. And then you just kind of punt needing a quarterback down the road a year or two to a class where there actually might be a decent quarterback. And the Steelers are a little more well-equipped to go get one, whether that means they have to trade up or, or, or whatever to do that. So I think this is a natural fit there. And with that, like now they have at, at $7 million a year, that's like nothing. Now they can spend their first round pick on, you know, get another lineman. Um, they've, they've already spent some cash elsewhere on the defensive side of the ball. So I really think that's where they're going to go. I think they're going to go offensive line round one and then, you know, BPA round two. Um, and I think all of a sudden, you know, defense is going to be pretty good. Skill positions are pretty good. That that team is really, if the line can be average and Mitch Trubisky can be, what is it, 2018 that he had a pretty good year? Mm-hmm. Like, if he can be that, Mitch Trubisky doesn't even need to be amazing. I The Steelers are an 11 or a 12 win team. Did you ever think you would say Mitch Trubisky was an upgrade over Big Ben? I don't know that he actually is an upgrade over Big Ben. Oh, okay. I was just putting words in your mouth. But. Yeah. The thing about Big Ben and a lot of these guys, like even Peyton his last year, is these guys are so smart that, like, that is worth a win or two a year. Just, you know, being able to read defenses, adjust pr- protections, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. Like, I think that that alone is worth quite a bit. So I don't I'm not even really ready to say that he's better. He's a little more mobile. That'll probably be very helpful, depending on what that line looks like. Yeah. Um, now, you know, obviously we were concerned about who the starting quarterback was going to be. But uh, has this alleviated your concerns for the skill options? You know, the Pat Firemutes, the De- uh, Deontay Johnsons, Chase Claypool, even though I know you don't like him. Um, I think it hurts Najee uh, more than anything. I don't think like not Najee just had the best fantasy season of his career. I felt pretty good saying that he's never going to see that volume again. And he's never going to be an uber efficient rusher. Um, even if the Steelers had an amazing line, he just wouldn't be. That's not who he is. Um, so I think it's stock down for Najee. And I think it's stock same 
for the other guys. Neutral. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Um, next one we got here. Uh, Allen Robinson signs with the LA Rams at three years, uh, 46.5 mil. Um, we talked about that a, a little bit earlier here, but as a lifelong Rams fan, is there, are you a big fan of this signing? Yeah. Lifelong Rams fan here. Do you have your um, Allen Robinson Jersey in the mail yet? It'll be here on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think this signing is really dumb. Oh, <laughs> for all parties involved interesting go on i think the only way this makes sense is if they aren't bringing back woods and odell and or they don't expect either of them back because otherwise he's not adding anything to that offense that they didn't already have i know they free up a decent amount of dead cap this year with Goff, and i believe Gurley's contracts both coming off their books <laughs> um sp- but like I I don't think this is a good signing by them. I just, I don't know what he adds to that offense at all. Interesting. They need I, I think they need a guy to stretch the field. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do that at all. They have two two Atwell, <laughs> which makes that pick look ten times worse. But um, I didn't know that was possible. No, so I actually I do like this signing, but I like this signing one because I'm assuming that Odell goes somewhere else. I think that this signing signals that they're not going to bring Odell back. Odell, Odell's going to have to sign a two-year deal somewhere, which kind of sucks for him um, because he's probably going to miss the entire year next year where he's having that late ACL that he tore in the Super Bowl there. So he's pretty much going to miss the entire season. Like even if he even if he has an eight-month recovery, you know, that puts him in October, and that's a quick recovery. So I think he's going to miss the whole year. I think he's going to have to go somewhere and sign a two-year deal. So I think he's gone. Uh, Robert Woods also tore his ACL. He tore his in the uh, middle of November, I believe. Uh, so there's a shot that he comes back at some point next year. But, you know, I just I'm still on the assume it takes about a year for an ACL. At this point, I know some people beat that recovery timeline, but it is kind of up in the air. So, but I'm assuming a year. So that leaves them really with Cooper cup. They do have Van Jefferson. Um, but then, you know, not a ton else there at the wide receiver position. So I think that this is, this is good. I like this signing. I think that Allen Robinson is going to give them basically the same thing that they were getting from the, in that Odell Robert Woods role. And that just makes you feel better about Robinson. Mm, like no because i still think it's cup uh-huh like do we do we think he outperforms woods like i don't think much woods, the, the amount that woods plays until like november of next year the amount that they're paying him like he better i i think that this is a waste of money i don't know we'll see i, I don't think he's washed but i yeah i think i think it's a waste of money yeah, I, I, I like the move. You know, I don't think you can buy Allen Robinson right now. Actually, you know, this creates a selling opportunity if you do want to get out. Because you want him in DAS? S- <laughs> I could, uh, I, that's a salary cap league. I'd have to see what the salary is. 30-ish, um, 28. Okay, thank you for reminding me. Uh, I do have to put my free agents in for that. before By 4-1. Yeah, before the first. Yeah. Um, Moving on, though, um, the Jaguars 
spend big on mediocre wide receiver talent. They signed Christian Kirk, uh, four years, $72 million. Signed Evan Ingram, uh, one year, $9 million. So that one's not bad. Um, But they still don't really get a weapon for Trevor Lawrence that you feel really good about. You know, their receiving core right now is looking like uh, Marvin Jones is still there, I think. I believe. I think so. Yeah, so you got Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. They're all meh. Um, Jacksonville just wasted the biggest amount of money that I can ever remember a team wasting in free agency in my life. And the amount of Jaguars fans that I see trying to galaxy brain these moves is honestly hilarious. Like <laughs> we got in early, so now everybody else has to spend too much money because we spent way too much money. It's the <laughs> most galaxy brain explanation for anything I've ever heard in my entire life. You had to pay people to go there because your team sucks, because your team will always suck, because your GM <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> like <laughs> It's just amazing to me that people actually are, are trying to to use that argument. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really love this for, for either of them. I don't really love it for Trevor Lawrence. I'm still I'm not out on Trevor Lawrence. I still think he's a very good prospect. I think he's gonna be okay. Um they did get him some help though. They got him uh Pro Bowl guard Brandon Shreef or Sheriff. Shreef? Sheriff? Sheriff? Doing great, sweet. Sheriff. 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 Brandon Scherf. Um, so, I mean, that's big. That was a nice get for them. That was that was the, the signing that made the most sense. I don't know why they're not beef up the line. Try to trade down. And if you can't take one of those edge guys and then at the top around to take a wide receiver. I think it was as simple as that. It, you didn't need to go spend 18 mil a year on Kirk on, on Christian Kirk and uh, oh, it, 10 mil a year on Zay Jones. And oh, Zay Jones. It, I forgot they brought him in one two year, or two year, nine mil. I was forgetting. Like for Ingram. Yeesh. Like, Yeesh. I actually don't hate the Ingram signing. And no. like, I'm nine mil. It's not the rest bad. of them are really stupid. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah. Um, other signings that perplex me a little bit um, Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert both sign in Miami. We were keeping a close eye on the Miami backfield, given that Mike McDaniel went there and his history in the Shanahan offense, Shanahan offenses tend to produce good fantasy running backs. Um, They have Chase Edmonds now, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin, um, Salvin Ahmed. How gross is this backfield? Uh, Gross. I have no interest in that. And that's about all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at there as well. Do you think they're going to bring in a running back in the draft, or do you think this is the extent of their running back additions by bringing in two? Would not shock me if they're taking the San Francisco route to backfield building. So no, at least not till late day three. Not till day three, he says. Um, and I know you were already pretty high on Elijah Mitchell. Um, I I like him. Yeah, you re- you got FOMO already. You got FOMO. You missed out. I'm, finger- Man, I'm, I'm giving him finger guns right now. <laughs> you missed out. 
I, I like Elijah Mitchell. I'm still, I don't know. I, I'm still not 100% sure what I want to do with him. But with Mostert out of San Francisco, that is the biggest competition that he had for carries there. Um, as a lifelong Elijah Mitchell fan, this does this provide the uh, the validation that you needed? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it still wouldn't shock me if, again, they go out and get somebody late day three, but that's... I don't think, like as long as I've, as long as I, Elijah Mitchell is healthy, he is the starting running back for the San Francisco 49ers. And if he stays healthy for a whole season, he will put up 1400 plus all purpose yards and seven ish plus touchdowns. That's just what he's going to do in that offense. The biggest buy this off season, as I've said many times is Elijah Mitchell. And I'm probably going to still try to buy him because I still think his value is not where it should be right now. Fair enough. Um, well, with Edmonds out in Arizona, Arizona re-signs James Connor, James Connor to a three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal. Perplexing to me, perplexing to you, as you mentioned pre-show, but can't be ignored for fantasy perspective here. Where are you ranking James Connor now in running backs here? Doesn't move the needle for me at all. I think he's still going to have the same role last year. Fair enough. Is that an Eno Benjamin time then? Is he, he, maybe he's the new Chase Edmonds, but it wouldn't shock me if they take somebody, you know, late day two, early day three to take that role. I mean, I I haven't really thought of maybe. Okay. I I think Kyron doesn't go earlier than round four now. Like, I think that's going to be his ceiling at this point, if I had to okay. guess. The, I think the athletic testing, like, it really shouldn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but I think it was so bad that I think it has to matter, especially for NFL teams. I don't necessarily disagree with you there, um, but I think that's about all we need to talk about with James Conner there. I mean, it, James Conner is in that group of running backs for me where if I have him, probably looking to sell him. Probably not looking to buy him. Uh, but I think he'll have a decent year next year. He's gonna get volume. So He's like the kind I kind of guy I'll buy week two. Yeah, I was gonna say he I don't hate starting him if I have to. Yeah. Um moving on though, Cedric Wilson signs with Miami here. Um, you know, a guy that we kind of thought that with Cooper on the way out might re-sign with the Cowboys. Uh that is not the case here. He signs with Miami who already has a Jalen Waddle. They have Devonte Parker. Uh, they have Gasecki at the tight end spot. What role do we see Cedric Wilson playing here in Miami, you know, from a fantasy perspective and, you know, on field as well, go with whichever way you want with that one. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think he's worth more than he was yesterday, but like, I'm not actively buying Cedric Wilson. <laughs> I think it just keeps them from having to spend a draft pick on wide receiver if they don't want to. That's what that signing kind of feels like to me. Uh, The Steelers are notorious for doing those kind of signings. It's like, well, you know, we have a huge inside linebacker need. We'll sign one of them. But if one of them falls to us that we really like, it it won't stop us. That's what this feels like. Fair enough. Uh, Well, with Cedric Wilson out in Miami, that creates an opening here for Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup re-signs with the Cowboys five years, $62.5 million. 
Uh, so he got a nice, a decent sized deal there. Uh, Wilson's gone. Cooper's gone. Gallup will be presumably the clear cut wide receiver too when he does return, but he did tear his ACL on January 3rd. Um, I am, like I said, I'm still of the mindset of, I tend to assume it's going to take about a year to get back on the field there. Do you think Cooper or or do you think uh, Gallup plays at all next year? If he does not, who steps up into that wide receiver or number two receiving option? Um, I think he can play that role. Um, I think he's actually more of the third option there, though. I actually think this is a big stock up for Dalton Schultz. I never thought I'd say that. I know. With no more Jarwin, as we talked about last week, um, when everybody was on. Um, yeah, this feels like I think he's the third option there moving forward. Yeah, um, I I kind of agree with that. I mean, I think that they will bring in somebody, whether it's in the draft or they pick up a scrap um, from free agency here. But I don't know that it's going to be anybody significant. I don't know it's going to be a significant investment. Um, so it does kind of give me some uh, some buyer or some seller's remorse. I sold Dalton Schultz uh, earlier in the year. I sold him for a second round pick. At the time, I was pretty happy with that. It ended up being about a mid-second. Um, but, you know, I, I think I, you could get more for him now at this point. You probably get an early second. Yeah, and I still think he's another guy that's a value. Like, his value hasn't adjusted yet correctly. So I'll try, probably be on the hunt for some Dalton Schultz here. Yeah. Um, these last three aren't really major signings here, but they're ones that, you know, could have some potential impact here. Uh, so OJ Howard signs with Buffalo. Uh, we obviously have Dawson Knox there. You know, people were kind of high on him, hoping that he could break out. Now he's got to split the, uh, tight end with OJ Howard, um, DJ Chark to the lions one year, $10 million kind of feels like a betting on yourself kind of a deal there. Um, you know, now we have, it's him, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Hawkinson, Swift, presumably the big weapons on that offense. And then the last one, Teddy Bridgewater signs a one-year deal with the Dolphins. Uh, are there any of these signings that move the needle for you at all? Chark is the only one that's intriguing, but it really depends on what they do in the draft. But I think he can have a pretty nice season. I'm not even a big DJ Chark guy. That was one of the first arguments we had on this podcast. Do you remember that? Uh, I, I remember having the argument. Did we have it on the podcast? I think we did. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Now you made you had made your side of it was that you thought that he was one of the few wide receivers that could be a wide receiver one that wasn't priced that way yet. My mm-hmm. my opinion was that sounds about right. No, he's not. Um, and I was like, I'm not saying this because I ended up being correct. I just remember us having that discussion, uh-huh, sure. and I think mm-hmm. there's there's like I think he can rebound his value a little bit this year. I don't. Th- I think the wide receiver one dream is probably dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm a big. I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. Um, I'm not. So I know. I know you're not. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I think this could be. This could be good for DJ Chark. Um, who do you prefer, DJ Chark or Amon Ra? Whichever one's cheaper. So probably Chark. Fair enough. Yeah, definitely. I would say definitely Chark. Amon Ra's price um, is a little bit higher than what I think it should be right now. So he's actually a guy that I'm probably looking to sell despite being a guy that I like. Um, But that is going to do it for us here tonight. 
Uh, be sure to rate and review the show on um, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Um, also check out the family of podcasts that we have on the network now. Uh, we have Chasing the Natty, the college fantasy football show. That drops on Monday. Camp's Life drops on Tuesdays. Debbie Debate, the live show, dropping on Wednesdays. We added a new show called the Hero RB Show. That's going to drop on Thursdays. That's going to be hosted by Noah Hills at Noah Moore Parties on Twitter. He uh, also works over at Breakout Finder uh, and with Breakout Finder slash Roto Underworld. And, B- and BDGE. And, yeah, and BDGE. Uh, very, very excited to, to have him there. He's done some fantastic work on Twitter uh, with some and some articles as well, Breakout Finder and, and you know, over at BDGE as well with, with RB, just some RB studies this year. Uh, he has the Bay, uh, I don't know if he's calling it Bay score, Bay index, whatever, but box adjusted efficiency. That's something he's really been working on. That's really interested. So go check him out. Uh, check out that show. That's going to drop uh, this coming week. Uh, we also have the Future Freshman Podcast. That is hosted by Brandon Sanders. That's going to come out on Fridays. Canton Bound also dropping on Fridays. Then we have the Daily Draft Report dropping weekly. Uh, did you notice I'm I'm finally on one? I did. I tweeted it out. I tweeted out a whole okay. thread about it today. Okay. Did you? Yeah. I was. Uh, was it this morning? No, it was while you were getting drunk at the bar watching basketball. Uh, well, there you go. That's why I missed yeah. it. Uh, but thank you. Appreciate yes. that. Um, but daily draft report dropping every every day during the week. Uh, just a quick 15-minute hitter on some draft prospects. Uh, we also check out the YouTube channel. We got the official uh, that drops on Thursdays, College Football Filtered. We're dropping spring news. We are pumping content out like a machine. There's always something new. Don't miss it. But that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, as always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. <laughs>